When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Wilson uh, being my, my sidekick today and the natural, the one and only, one of the greatest fighters of all time, Randy Couture is here. Randy Couture, you buddy. Have, Randy Couture, the you have, With his beautiful girlfriend, Mindy Robinson, uh, over there so, uh, watching the, the podcast. It's, uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, before we start, I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, first, to uh, Remove It Restoration. Has your business been vandalized? Have gang members destroyed your business storefront? Call the professionals at Remove It Restoration. They take away graffiti, they, uh, they, uh, they fix up etched windows, you know, and they can get a br- ba- uh, brand new for a fraction of the cost. Your business image is very important. Don't leave it in the hands of the amateurs. Okay, so call them at Remove It Restoration at 1-888-424-9697 or go to RemoveItRestoration.com. They also sponsor fighters. They sponsor Roxanne Matafari. Uh, they're looking to sponsor other fighters. So they're good people. Eric's a good guy. We've hung out before. Also, I want to thank HempCore. I have been working out, guys. I don't know. Uh, you guys were like, oh, you always work out. I don't. But I actually have. <laughs> I was exactly not thinking that. I had, uh, thank you. I've actually <laughs> I've been working out. And I'm telling you, I've been using HempCore after my workouts. It's a Canadian company started by two brothers. They supply athletes with 100% certified organic hemp protein as well as natural hemp protein. I'm telling you guys, hemp core is a great alternative to processed supplements. You, t- you, you like take these things, you don't know what's in them. Unpronounceable ingredients. These guys have no added flavoring, color, chemicals, or byproducts. Check the label. The only ingredient you'll ever find is hemp, hemp protein. Now, four tablespoons or two scoops provide our athletes with 16 grams of highly digestible protein per serving. So hemp core is usually used by all kinds of MMA fighters, including Jordan Mean. He's a pretty damn good fighter. And uh, look, they're a proud fi- uh, supporter of amateur fighters, semi-pro, and UFC fighters. And they use no illegal ingredients. So you're not going to get busted for a, a, a drug test. You won't oh, fail. Yeah, that's good. So you can uh, order them at uh, hempcorestore.com. That's H-E-M-P-C-O-R-S-T-O-R-E. They do a free shipping orders over $100. And if you use the code ADAM, you'll receive 15% off on your, uh, on, on your thing. Trust me, and they take Canadian money. So you actually, Americans, we will save money. And finally, our uh, third sponsor, Dude Wipes. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I have been using Dude Wipes left and right. My ass smells amazing. Girls compliment me <laughs> all the time. I've had like three I'm or like, four God, chicks. This is a nice smelling three ass. Of, they love it. I've had, honestly, you never know, guys, when a girl's going to eat your ass. It just all of a sudden springs up on you. Don't get caught with a. With a and summer's coming, so you want to have a summer, fresh ass. Yes. And I'm telling you. Counter the swamp ass. Yeah, That's you, right. You, swamp Summertime, ass. Summertime, swamp ass season. Randy Gator's getting old you got the pens okay i'm telling you you may need this dude wipes and dude products get them at amazon.com forward slash dude products now uh that got that out of the way i am so excited man i spent all night last night watching all your fights from i can't uh, believe you did that no no it was it was like it was still it was as if i was watching it for the first time because some yeah. i actually was but but it was it was <laughs> 
it we've was, had a lot of fights. And happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you, man. Happy birthday, Adam. Yeah. This, by the way, uh, this show's going to come out next week. It's now May 20th. I'm doing a, a comedy show for The Sheik uh, in the Indiana. Oh, right? Yeah, in the, in the uh, Sancho, Sanchel Islands. I'm doing a oh, private. Oh, you're going over there. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, doing yeah. a private show for the Sheik and the Prince. So this is going to air on next week. So uh, UFC 187 hasn't happened yet. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. But you could. So in case we were talking about stuff, that way you'll know. That way you get a podcast every single week. However, it's my birthday. It's May 20th. Uh, greatest birthday ever is to spend it with the natural. Now, <laughs> that's right. now, I was looking at some of your stuff, man. You are you're a three-time heavyweight champion. Two-time light heavyweight champion. You were uh, divorced twelve times. Uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> you, you just got back riding only three times. Only three times. <laughs> only three times. You just got back riding your motorcycle across the country and back. Mm -hmm. Just that across across the country. I shipped it to to Columbus, Georgia, Fort Benning area. We had a, a charity ride down there for my my foundation, the Extreme Couture GI Foundation, and then we rode the bike back to Vegas. Nice. So yeah. you and your beautiful girlfriend in the back of the motorcycle. Yeah. That my is Koala. so. That is so romantic. <laughs> that 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 is, and she's this hot blonde. If you guys don't know uh, yeah. Randy's girlfriend, I, I like her way better than the other seven I met. I'm telling you, <laughs> she she it's not even it's not even close. Randy man. You, goes through girlfriends like dude wipes. Yeah, you do get <laughs> you do get better I'm with kidding, age, I'm Randy. Just joking, you get much better with age. Now I was uh I was looking at some of your stuff. So okay, you go to the military, right? You're in the military. Mm -hmm. you're, you're a sergeant. Yeah, I, I, I uh, ETS from the military as, as an E5, a sergeant. So, so you, how many people were in your, your, your? Uh, well, I was at that time on the on the all army wrestling team. So it, w it wasn't like being in a platoon where I was a you know a squad leader or anything like that. Uh, my regular unit was an air traffic control unit, but they they got me released to to be part of the all army wrestling team. So my six years, I I spent four years wrestling for the army representing the army i spoke at high schools right, right. went to the inner service championship went to the olympics uh, olympic trials i was an alternate on the 88 olympic team as a soldier but the crazy one of the craziest things i i so you were a state champ high school and wrestler you, uh, at high school your, your fourth year your senior year you won the states yep, 1981 1981 <laughs> <laughs> and then you go then you'll say when i was one years old exactly how adorable <laughs> and then you you're, go you're out there wrestling going somewhere my girlfriend just got born <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then you go right to the army from high school, right? Uh, I, I went to a, a semester at Washington State. Ended up my my girlfriend getting knocked up. And, okay, and that's Ryan. Ryan uh, left school, never finished the term, uh, got married, and needed a way to support a new family. Nice. Uh, so I joined the service. So and I, we had Ryan on the show before, by the way. We've had Ryan oh, yeah. and we've had Kimmy. Everybody, but but you. This is. <laughs> I'm like we've had to get everybody. So but so okay. So you go to the army, and I heard that you tried out for the freestyle wrestling team, but you're uh, you actually um, you fill out the wrong paperwork. They put me on a Greco bracket, yeah, by accident. <laughs> so then at, you end up the, wrestling Greco, which is a huge difference. Yes. Absolutely, and, and you and made so the I'm, team. I'm there, ready to wrestle freestyle, and they start calling my name on the Greco Mac, and I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and, and I run over there, and they're like, "Hey, you're on the bracket. Are you wrestling or not? We can take you off, but you're not gonna wrestle. Matches up right now." So I'm like, "All right, what the hell?" I end up winning the damn tournament. <laughs> no way. My first tournament, but, and, but and Greco's just all throws. You even Greco's know the all rules? upper buddy. I, I had no clue. You had no. Uh, I mean, it's like five point throws, four point yeah. throws, and freestyle. It's a totally different. Can I be honest with you? I'm so glad you just explained that. Okay, really? Because I was sitting here, so, I was like, so what is the difference? No, it's, it's I mean, way yeah. different. Yeah. Freestyle, you, like like folk style or collegiate wrestling, you right. can grab the legs, you can do fireman's carry, single legs, double legs, everything attacks below the waist. Greco, all the holds take 
place from the waist up. Okay. You're not allowed to touch the legs in an offensive or defensive manner. So right. it's a, like judo without a gi. You right. Kind of okay. Grab a hold of each other. That makes sense. And you arm throw, you head lock, you body lock, you do a lock, you do a lot of throwing. And, little pop and so lock. you win the tournament, but not yeah. knowing any of these rules. I had no clue. And That's then you right. end up you end up becoming an alternate for the Olympic team. Mm -hmm. A few fast forward a few years. A from few there. years yeah. in Greco. Yeah. So you just picked it up. Other guys have been doing Greco their whole lives. You pick it up in the army. Uh, now, are there? I mean, was the army that good of a Greco-Roman training program? It actually the was. The services in general have, have a strong emphasis on on uh, Greco as as a style. I think because most of the athletes that come into the services, all four services, uh, haven't been to college, so for them to compete on the freestyle level with, with all the guys that are in college programs and kind right. of, it's very difficult for them. But there's not a lot of strong Greco programs in the U.S. and, and a lot of strong. Greco wrestlers, to be honest, in this country. It's not a terribly popular style. So the military programs saw fit to, to emphasize that a little more. Oh, okay. And so a lot of our top wrestlers come out of the military programs. Uh, that, that was, so then you end up um, after the, you also box in the military. Uh, that's a common misconception. <laughs> I was in, in AIT as an air traffic controller in Fort Rucker, Alabama. And you just I would have done anything. Ass. No, I would have done anything to get out of running in formation right. in right. combat <laughs> boots. It didn't matter what it was they said volleyball team i'm up <laughs> I, literally i joined the volleyball team really? to get out of regular pt uh, they said we're doing a boxing smoker with the with the uh you know the mechanics and the student pilots we're the air traffic control pilots so i'm like i'm in right and so i spent three weeks training for a match a boxing match in that boxing smoker and then i didn't get a match i didn't get paired up in? with anybody i didn't get paired up with anybody okay so i got out of pt i went to the gym every day and boxed every day <laughs> and then but that was fight. the extent of my boxing training keep saying you are an and then in boxer. my yeah in my in my very first fight that was what they put on the tv when they were introducing my credentials or yeah, whatever right. as i was walking out into the cage and i didn't see it till later <laughs> Yeah, but everybody knew me. Is like boxing. What the hell are they talking about? He was yeah, that's a what wrestler. I figured. You were yeah. Yeah. right. So then you end up after the army. You go to OSU. After I left the service in 1988, I got a scholarship after being an alternate on that on that Olympic team. Yeah, all these college coaches are going, well, "Who the hell is this guy? Where's right. he been?" And uh, and uh, I got this phone started ringing. I ended up going to Oklahoma State on a scholarship and wrestled there for four years. And you were a four-time All-American. Three-time three All-American. American. Two-time in the national finals. Yeah. One against Mark Kerr, which we were talking about before, yeah. who yeah. this guy, Mark Kerr, was like the – he was sort of – like I remember watching The Smashing Machine. and I, I think mm. I was in, in high school at the time. Mm. And I had never seen anything like that before. It was the most violent introduction to the UFC. But I was like, this is awesome. And Mark Kerr was like a mini Tyson in some ways. I mean, he was, I'm, I'm, he was a like, very, very, obviously a very, very good wrestler. And he was one of our top wrestlers in freestyle at, at the 220 pound weight, weight class. Uh, my, our senior years, it was his senior year as well. He went to Syracuse. I was at Oklahoma State. We wrestled 190 to give you an indication of what had been going on in his life because I see him about two years, three years later, and he's at 255 <laughs> oh, fighting Jack. and Jack. yoked yeah. Yeah, yeah. to the gills. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was definitely on a little bit different path. Yeah. And, and it and it ended up catching up with him. Yeah. He ended up getting hooked on painkillers and fighting in Japan. But for a while, though, Mark Kerr was. was <laughs> I love fighting in Japan as part of the bad. Like, that's what you got hooked on painkillers, yeah. fighting in Japan. They, they were, yeah. you know. 
pride, eating, pride eating dragon tail. notoriously didn't test and, and yeah. didn't oh, test right, for any right, PEDs. Okay. The UFC didn't test at that time either. They didn't start right. testing until 2000. But but pride, they, they, they made no bones about it. And no, we don't want to give test. a shit. We Come over here and beat some ass. Yeah, well, even so. now, they don't seem to test in a lot of areas. A lot of fighters tell me I've been tested once. Other guys tell me I get tested every single fight. It's strange. Now we had a fight around recently that said that they don't test the losers for the fights. So if you lose the fight, they don't test you. It's random, except for title fights. Uh, it's a I don't know a lotto or a draw. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's losers or winners. I've I've been tested as as a non-title fight. I've also every single both winner and loser in a title fight is going to get tested. One of the guys you fought, uh, the Josh Barnett fight, which I watched the, mm. for the first time last night. I, I always knew about it, but. I didn't realize how much you were dominating that first round. I yeah. mean, you you had almost had him. You were pounding away on him. Tac technical mistake on my part. I'd been working so hard on on kind of making my jujitsu stronger because as a wrestler, not used to being on our back and, and kind of playing that game. And and uh, we got into a scramble, and, and I pulled guard. And he's a 250 pound man. I'm I'm a 220 pound guy, and now <laughs> I'm laying underneath you. this big bastard. Yeah, and he started pounding away on me. So. I, I, that fight and that loss forced me, and that was my first loss in, in MMA, and it kind of forced me to reevaluate what I was thinking and what I was doing and get back to being a wrestler and thinking like a wrestler. And, and it's great that I learned the jiu-jitsu, and, and it was, I think, important, but I, I always need the, my background, and what brought me to the dance is wrestling. So. Well, you won, but I mentioned him because after the fight, he got popped for steroids. Exactly. And uh, now how pissed were you when that happened? I mean, I, I was disappointed. Uh, and then they, you know, they try to give me the title back, and I'm like, no, I still lost the fight. I don't care what you all think. I, I still lost the fight. I made a mistake and lost the fight, so I wouldn't just take the title back. I ended up fighting uh, again for it. That was my second loss, and and uh, I got injured in that fight. I was again winning the, the Rico fight. Yeah, winning the fight pretty handily, and then ended up catching an elbow and fracturing my orbit. That fight was crazy. That and, another uh, fight. That, so I that mean, was a bad. Anytime the orbit gets busted, yeah. In a fight, well, you affect the, your vision. Oh, you yeah, your vision, and it like, blows up. What am like, I it doing? It just looks so bad. Yeah, and when they good. let it continue, like as a spectator, I'm just like, stop the fight. <laughs> His <laughs> eyes broken. You're an idiot. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I do. I l it looks so bad. Like of all uh, the things that can happen to you, that one just looks. It, oh, it yeah. swells up and looks. Horrific. It was instantaneous. I knew there was something seriously wrong, and and I verbally tapped and was done was but that bad. Rico fight I mean Continuing. you're fighting a guy that's like 260 you're uh, mm. a natural 220 pounder mm -hmm. even with Barnett I mean I gotta think if I'm you I'm 220 I'm fighting a guy who's I mean I've stood next to Josh Barnett he's huge he's a big guy and, uh, and you're fighting Josh Barnett and then afterwards he gets popped for steroids you're like really um, you're 50 pounds heavier than me and you gotta take well, steroids I think Josh had he had some some image issues. He felt like he was soft, and he he wanted to look look the part more. That, I think that's where he was coming from. He performed well. He had already been performing well. He yeah, moved he's well a for a big guy. Yeah, he was. I, I think he didn't really care for the way he looked, and and that's uh, where where he was coming from. At least that that was my that's what drives my take my on <laughs> my take on, on what happened with him. Um, Who do you like him versus Roy Nelson? Cause they're fighting coming up. Uh, you know, that's a great fight for Josh. I mean, Roy, you know what Roy's going to bring you that big overhand, right? And Roy's not a bad grappler. He's, he's a black belt in jujitsu. He moves well. Another guy that moves well for a big guy, but I don't think he's as good as Josh is. I don't think he's as motivated too. 
I, I mean, Roy built. He, he, he naturally doesn't look like. He I does. love Roy, but the guy built. Everybody it. assumes that he, he's right, pretty he, motivated he, to go to McDonald's. Yeah, but exactly, outside of that, exactly. he looks like he's motivated to sit around and drink a six pack. Well, he literally know. built a gym in his kitchen. He's like Keystone's older brother. <laughs> he seriously does a gym in his house. He didn't want to leave the house to go to the gym, so he uh, built one in, in like his kitchen. So he could take. He's break. an amazing submission guy. Amazing, amazing. He Josh is. is, and uh, Josh, both of them are, but Josh is a different level. I mean, even like Metamorphosis, Josh is like. Beating yeah. like Dean Lister, tapping these guys that have never, never Dean's, lost. I thought he was gonna rip Dean's head off. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah. So then after that, okay. So you finally make the transition to MMA, and I, I watched your first couple fights last night, and I, I actually posted it on, on like Twitter. I was like, you gotta see. I'm doing research with Randy Couture. Your first fight, uh, you're fighting a guy uh, from Finland. Yeah. And Tony Holoma. Tony Holoma. The guy looks like. An action figure. His nickname is the Viking. He looks like an actual right, Viking. Right, right. He's about a hundred pounds heavier than you. He was three hundred pounds. Three hundred pounds. Yeah. You're walking in there with wrestling shoes. Uh, My mom literally started crying. <laughs> she was watching it on TV at home, you know, and they show the interviews and he's like, I'm going to rip his arms off, and then if that doesn't work, I'm going to rip his legs off. And I, have, I have balls of steel. And no mother I'm wants just to going, hear that you know, my son. mom started crying. She's uh, like, oh, my God, he's going to get killed. And, <laughs> Stop know. the fight! No, this guy, he's guy, his guy's a, a pro wrestler, yeah. and, and, he's also, and his nickname is like some kind of crazy nickname, and, and he, he's, he goes, I'm going to break, I'm going to rip his arm off, or else I'm going to dry trying. So that's what he said, yeah. and then you come that's out some there like Rocky Four shit right was, there. That's it very. Was, it was unbelievable. So and then you come out there, and the, and within three seconds, the guy comes charging at you. You do like a, a double leg football I've tackle. Seen this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sweep him up, submit him, and then it's it's over within yeah. like thirty 50, seconds. Fifty, yeah, fifty yeah. seconds. I mean, at that point, but while you're walking, when you when you look at him, are you just like? I, I honestly didn't know whether to climb the cage and get the <laughs> hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, pee myself. I didn't know. It was this surreal. Even walking out through that crazy, and they're grabbing at your clothes and screaming, and I wasn't used to that in wrestling. And, yeah. And uh, so it was just kind of this whole surreal thing, and then to have it over in, in fifty seconds, less than a minute, I was like, damn. Oh no! You're such a Whoa. badass. You don't even you're smile. Like, damn, I'm amazing he, at this, <laughs> dude. He fucking. I'm does. a natural. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even, Greg. He doesn't even smile. He just he raises his hand and just walks out like no entourage. It was like you. Re, well, you you really, probably wanted to get out of there before something changed. Like, <laughs> you you really, know, like uh, this is unexpected. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here before they say we gotta keep this going. Seriously, you were like the Clint Eastwood of oh. like you just walk out. You still have some hair. It was it was, it was, <laughs> it was yeah, soul survivors. It, it was, <laughs> <laughs> then, then your second fight, you fight a guy twice the size of that guy. This guy is huge, yeah. black guy. He looked like he had coconuts strapped to his chest. Guy, well, this is back when massive. it was it was somewhat still it was like UF, a it tough was, man kind of like you, crazy circus. Well, there was there was no way. Well, wilder. this this actually UFC 13 was the first show where they had what they called the lightweight division because Tito made his debut on that same card okay. in Augusta, Georgia. Anything under 200 pounds was considered lightweight, and anything over 200 pounds was considered heavyweight. That's there were still only four rules on the books. Four uh, rules. I never saw the what guys the I was rules? fighting. Uh, no no biting, no eye gouging, no fish hooking, and no Headbutt? Groin strikes. No, there was headbutting. Oh, there was headbutting. Head yeah, because wow. I headbutted the crap no, out of <laughs> No, the funny part. So the same thing happens, head right? For it too. So let me set up what happens. Okay. So so Randy comes out there against just like three hundred like three hundred and fifty pound black guy. Yeah, the guy was huge. huge. All right? Same thing. 
fucking takes him down with a double leg, right? The guy kind of, the guy sort of was a little bit better than. He's athletic, yeah. So then he, he kind of goes onto his, he goes onto all fours, and you start headbutting the back of his head. Yeah, he nice. headbutted me. I'd never been, I, I spun around him. He was trying to get up. I spun around him, took his back. I put my hooks in. I had his back, and I'm starting to hit him, and he rears back bam. and headbutts me in the cheek. And I'm Yeesh. like, whoa, shit, really? So, bam, I just started <laughs> blasting him with my head and they're, punching him, and, and that was the end. They're headbutting each over. other. <laughs> I, I've never bam, seen bam, bam. It was the funniest thing. That's like, I, a, that's I, like a cartoon. I literally was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? So I was, I, I was, this is some Ram Tough shit. I love it. Here. So, I love it. So then the guy taps out. Again, rear naked. You knew one move. Rear naked choke. Mm -hmm. yeah, the guy even said, I think it was Blatnik. Or I don't know who was. He was like, Randy really doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you can always count on Jeff. Because yeah. <laughs> You can tell that Randy's uh, very limited in his arsenal here. But but whatever. So, I mean, you sunk in it. It worked. You, it, it, worked. it worked. You won. It, it was. But that, wouldn't you tell me one time that, like, that, like somebody, you're, Someone was sitting next to like his family members, and like that white boy's gonna get killed. Or no, I was my my wife at the time. Your wife my at the time. My second wife was in the stands, and she was literally, you know, freaking out. She didn't like me. It was surreal. She didn't know what. And these guys in the row next to her were betting. Uh, they're like, oh, I'm betting on the black boy. He's gonna get his ass kicked. And she went and threw up in the trash can. <laughs> oh! She was so nervous. Your wife, your yeah. wife throws up. Your mom's crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to be tough. This yeah. is the first UFC. I was unbelievable. So then the second UFC, right? You come back and you fight Vitor Belfort, right? Mm -hmm. That was uh, UFC. They offered me. Uh, I, I won the heavyweight tournament there because it was still tournament format. I fought twice that night, and then they're like, "We want to put you in the super fight in the in the next card, like, UFC 17, uh, and that'll be against Vitor Belfort." Well, I just watched him. <laughs> Kicked the crap out of Tank Abbott in 60 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Trey Telegman. He, he Trey Telegman. Did he beat Vanderlei well. yet in, in Pride? And, uh, nope. That came later. Okay, that came UFC later. UFC Brazil the next year. Right. Um, so he pretty much just walked through everybody, straight left-right combinations, and just blasted everybody. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Holy crap. I better find a boxing coach, ASAP. And uh, that kind of forced things with, with the uh, wrestling coach that I worked for at Oregon State. He, he, uh, he, he didn't like fighting. And I, he made me kind of go through the athletic director to get it approved to be able to fight. And the athletic director thought it was great. So I was golden there. But uh, the head coach didn't really care for it. He kind of forced me to make a decision when I told him, look, I need to take three weeks off and go train with this boxing coach or this guy's going to rip my head off. Yeah. And, and uh He's like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to be a fighter. You're going to be a coach, you know? And I'm like, well, they're kind of paying me more for this fight than you pay me for the whole damn year as a coach. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a run at this fighting thing and, and, uh, and end up resigning as, as the coach. Of the now State. at this point, are you at team quest at this point? No, that's this long before team. Te quest okay. Started. So you hadn't even had, but it, uh, this is 97, 97 team quest didn't start until 2000 after the 2000. So you had to be met Dan Henderson at this point. Oh, I knew Dan, Dan and I started at the same time. He was we'd in your been, corner, right? We'd been training partners and friends in wrestling forever. Right. Our national team. And you know, Dan made two Olympic teams. Dan, Dan and I had been friends for a long, long time. And we both kind of started fighting at the same time. When I went to Augusta for UFC 13, Dan was headed to Brazil for the Brazil Open fight. I was supposed to be on that card too. They ended up getting me in the UFC. And so they sent Tom Erickson down there with Dan to fight in the heavyweight division. And Dan fought in the lightweight division. Tom Erickson's a big, we're, we're uh, going to have him on the podcast the in a couple weeks. Cat, I can't yeah. wait to have him on. El Gato Grande. According to the, <laughs> <laughs> according to the show 
about McCorkle, Erickson uh, still throws around like Mitrione McCorkle now. Mm. That's how strong of a guy he no, is. He's, he's a huge athlete. Like Don Fry was saying, he, he trained with Erickson. Yeah. He, was, he was like. Fry, Fry and I were teammates at, at Oklahoma State. Oh, nice. His senior year was my freshman year. You guys friends? And we were good friends. We I were like the two Fry. guys on the team that were married at the time. So we hung out together, and, and Tom Erickson was one of our graduate assistants that worked out with the big guys, the heavyweights. Oh, wow. And Don and I were, I was 190, Don was heavyweight for most of the year. I ended up having to wrestle Don for my spot on the team at the end of the year at 190. Was Fry the same way as he is now? He's always like been that he's just way, like, yeah. I hate liberals. And oh, and yeah. He was, he was a, <laughs> uh, went to Farrier School. He was a horseshoer. He was a fireman. I mean, he, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, because I. One of the reasons why I, we I, get along. You I love Fry. <laughs> I, I just did a video with him. He did my latest roast video, and he's like, "When's it up, pussy?" Like, like I could just. <laughs> I always read. I always read his text and his voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so damn funny. So you end up. So Bell Feeder Bellsport comes out now. I mean, at this time, at, at what point of the fight did you you, you kind of figure I, I I can break this kid? He's he's twenty years old. Well, I figured that going in. That was our game plan. I was just coming off the World Championships for wrestling. Um, in 97, it was the best I'd ever done. I placed ninth at the Worlds in Greco, and, and uh, so I was in great shape. I'd been working with this boxing coach on my footwork and my approach, watched what, everything he'd done, and everybody was scared and intimidated by him and stood in front of him, which allowed him to start with that left hand and just blow through guys. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not standing around waiting for that. Yeah. I'm going to move and circle and make him catch up with me and then close the distance fast and try and get my hands on him. I want to make this guy wrestle me. If I can make this guy wrestle me, I think he'll quit. I think I can make him quit. And you did. And I mean, that's you could basically tell. what happened. I took him down. We had a pretty good scramble at the beginning. He ripped my shorts, almost ripped oh, my shorts yeah. off of me. Yeah, that was so uh, funny. Trying, trying to take me down, and, and I ended up taking him down. We spent a, a few minutes on the ground, and we scrambled back up. And, and I just would not let him go. I attached myself to him with a collar tie, and I just was not going to give him any space to punch me. And about the six-and-a-half-minute mark, I just felt him wilt. Yeah, you could yeah. tell. It was like a. He was when like somebody breaks like that. You can you can he almost hear it. Uh, it's a, I don't know if you've experienced that in wrestling and, and had somebody break. Yeah. Mentally, it's I've experienced that thing. in comedy. <laughs> 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 but but I felt him wilt. I did, you know, it wasn't that I was hitting him that hard, but I was hitting him a lot and just wouldn't let him breathe. It and was it's, when I watched that back. It looked like a 19 year old phenom boy fighting a a man yeah. who had just. Who just kind of was like, listen, buddy, it's it's, it's not your time yet, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Later, when Vitor trained with you guys at Extreme Couture, right? Mm -hmm. He trained with us in Extreme Couture in Vegas. Yeah. You know, fast forward ten plus years uh, from then. Was it was it was he cool back then with you? Absolutely. Was it, was we no always got along. We even got along back then. Uh, and then you know when I cut down to two hundred five, I was one of the I think the first times he cut down to one eighty five. And, uh, and we were both fighting at, at Mandalay Bay, and he was kind of following me around, trying to learn how to cut weight and how did I do it and, and all that. So uh, we'd been friends. He was such a nice guy. Such seems a like a nice guy. guy. Uh, and an amazing know, athlete. Seems like a nice guy, amazing athlete. It's just I just wished that that whole TRT and the steroids, uh, it's, just, it's just sort of like I, it's like he, doesn't, he didn't need it. I don't think he was on it back then. I don't think, I don't, it's just, right? I think the rumor from the first fight was, if, and if you look at him historically, he was 180, 190 pounds. When I fought him, which was in, within the frame time frame of a year, he was at 226 Oof. when I fought him. Okay. And these traps almost pretty, touched his yeah, ears. He I think he was getting some pretty bad advice from the guys that were handling him. 
and and managing him at that the time. The guy even said, I'm watching the fight, and the guy goes, they got the same build. I'm like, uh, what are you <laughs> 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 uh, What are you talking about? Uh, hopefully you're not judging this fight. Are, they, are you crazy? <laughs> same build. Are this you far, farsighted in one eye and nearsighted in the other? This guy's traps were bigger than my biceps. Yeah. I mean, I, just the, I, mean, I, whatever, just, I didn't yeah. know, the things on his neck were just huge. Yeah. It was un, it was unbelievable. Now, that, that second fight, unfortunately, the whole eye thing, when, when your eye got yeah. cut. Yeah, that that sucked to to go a training camp like that and feel really good going into that fight. And it was the first time they kind of made the whole show, you know, supernatural and the posters and everything was about that as the main event. Uh, you know, Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. I mean, it was a big deal. A big weekend. And then the main event was twenty five seconds. I I got grazed by a straight left. I yeah. Slipped it to close the distance, but the glove at that time wasn't rolled. The, the seam was was open like this. Mm. But they, they adapted and changed the gloves after this fight. Yeah. And it, it just grazed my eyelid and sliced my eyelid from top to bottom. Oof. So my eyelid rolled up. Yikes. And my eye slammed shut. And I couldn't fight. figure it out because there was no blood, but I could not open my eye. Yeah. And so I'm in the clinch with him against the cage, and I'm like, something's wrong. I can't open my eye. It will not open. Oof. And John sees me. Yeah, McCarthy, being yeah. an amazing ref that he is, sees something's wrong, so he stops the fight and has the doc come in. Well, the doc does this, and the second she does that, the blood just came yeah. bubbling out of there. Oy. And she's like, that's Over. it. And, y- and, and you're pleading with her, come on, don't yeah, stop well, it. Yeah, well, it's don't probably a good thing it. that she did because yeah. I don't think I would have been able to see. A lot uh, of fighters, though, would still be like, oh, it stopped, and, I get a paycheck? Great, I'm and, done. You and know? your eyelids are, are the, you know, they're kind of the window, windshield wiper of your eye. So it took nothing like having stitches in your eyelids. Oh, boy, uh, yeah. And they leave these long stitch tails out so right. they don't scratch your eye. So I had these two <laughs> two sets of long tails on my on my eye, my peripheral vision for uh, nine days after that, ten days. But that third fight with Vitor... Was probably how the second one was headed. I've never seen a beatdown. I'm watching this fight last night. Randy has white shorts that were completely red it, like, <laughs> with this guy's blood. More yeah. Rocky stuff. I mean, uh, you have a very Rocky-like career. My, my sponsor, my very first sponsor was, was Howard's Combat Kimonos, HCK. Howard's a great guy. He lives here in El Segundo and, and a great guy. Handshake deal, and he always upped it. As I grew, he... he Always up my sponsorship. And that was, uh, he said, man, I'm coming out with white shorts. Will you wear white shorts? <laughs> I'm like, because I always wore red. And, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, Howard, I'll, I'll be happy to wear your white ones. That'd be great. So I wore well, white shorts anyway. for that fight. <laughs> and by the second round, cutting him a couple of times with elbows, and he was just a mess. I mean, and, drenched with red. And he, the guy's like, I don't know whose blood that is. You don't know whose blood? What about the guy whose eye is out of his <laughs> fucking socket? <laughs> And the other guy, I mean, it was uh, unbelievable. I mean, it was completely red. Yeah. I, I was like, holy. Howard this- called me Monday. He's like, please tell me you didn't wash those shorts. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, no, you can have them, Howard. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it was sick. That was, I mean, it was almost like you're like, please stop the fight because this guy might, I mean, he was just. He might run out of blood. Right. <laughs> like, he might not it's have. Really that bad. It was unbelievable. And this is Vitor Belfort. This is not like right. me or you, Randy's beating up. Right. I, I mean, right. Right. he's beating up one of the baddest men alive. You yeah. know? So, by the way, I know the fight's going to be over by the time it airs. Weidman, be- uh, Belfort, who do, who do you like? Man, a very interesting fight. Uh, both guys, you know, 
uh, and you brought up the TRT and all that, and, and I don't think we've seen really seen Vitor compete since the loophole was closed. And but he looks amazing. His training camp. I, I'm friends with Jake Bonacci, who trains him uh, in Florida, and, and his training camp looks like it's been phenomenal. He's an amazing athlete. He's always had an issue dealing with wrestlers. Yeah. So Weidman is an amazing wrestler. Yeah. And and if Weidman can get a hold of him and put a little doubt in his mind early on. He's, he has a chance to do and have a good night. If Belford sticks and moves and, and uses that explosive athletic ability, and his wrestling has gotten a lot better. He's been yeah. working on a lot. When he trained with us at Extreme Couture, he was spending a bunch of time with his wrestling. He had one of my old coaches, Kenny Monday, working out with him in Florida for a long time, and his wrestling game is really up, so it'll be interesting. So it's tough to pick a winner. I think it's going to be a very competitive fight. Uh, it's kind of going to be who who imposes their will, like any fight. Yeah. But, right. but I think they're so evenly matched that yeah, that was a mistake. I think of the Black Zanes getting rid of Kenny Monday. Um, and I, I don't know all the details of what, what was going on, but I, I think Kenny had some other things he was trying to do back in Oklahoma too. He started his own, you know, the battleground yeah. organization and a bunch of things going on. So. But now he's with now he's with uh, Hendricks again. Is he with Johnny? Yeah, and Johnny said that down. he doesn't even. He used to train over at OSU for his fights, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, "We got Kenny here," and Kenny's showing us wrestling for MMA stuff versus mm -hmm. like going. He's like, "I'm wrestling with college wrestlers, but it's it's great, but it's not getting me ready for my fight as well as a guy like Kenny Monday." Yeah, you know, because there's wrestling and then there's wrestling for MMA. Sure, absolutely. You know, because it's really like, I mean, you know, uh, maybe me and Randy being these amazing wrestlers as we are. Um, <laughs> There's really only like you wouldn't uh, understand it the way me and Randy do. You know, me and Randy have that in common. Yes. Uh, me being a four-time prep school state champ and Randy being an Olympian. Uh, um, so, you know, but the thing he is, he only that, fought against other girl prep schools. So yeah, so I was, I was, I was the king of the Catholic girl prep schools. Um, there's only about like I would say four or five or six moves that really translate over from wrestling. I mean, there's doubles, the singles. You know, can I ask you something? Sprawl. As a wrestler, were you excited to be able to let your hands go? It was foreign to me. Uh, and other than that, three weeks training in boxing in, in the army, I'd never, I'd, I was never a fighter. I was never a street fighter. Yeah. I was in two, maybe three fights all through school and, and up, up to that point. So fighting was never a big. I was always on the mat wrestling. Yeah. So I'd never had anybody punch me or try to punch me really. Uh, I'd never been in those kinds of fights. So that was something I really had to get used to, both punching somebody and being punched. And uh, well, that's different than what I would have thought. Make, it seems like make a wrestler, with it. you would have been like, oh, and now I guess. Well, a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of wrestlers I mean, fall in love with it and they get they they abandon they the, the wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. It seemed like the thing about you, Randy, is that you always had a really good strategy. Uh, I, don't, I don't, except for the little nog fight. I, I would say almost. <laughs> I probably should have made him wrestle me more. Um, but I, you know, he's such an amazing submission guy. He's a good boxer that, that, uh, too. It's, it's almost that like I, you. that. I thought I would be able to outdo him in, in the in the boxing portion of that fight. And, right. And obviously, going into that fight, he'd, he'd been knocked out a couple times. Everybody was questioning his chin. Obviously, I hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, and he was still standing there smiling at me. But a five-round fight, you're like, what damn, all this down go away. But, but a five-round fight, you probably would have won that fight. Because you ended up on top of the third. It was, it was momentum no. was swaying your way. But I should have made him wrestle me more, especially Clinch and, and Greco, which was, you know, See, my like guys had no answer for that. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite fights you had was against Tito, because uh, Tito was this yeah. young, hot buck, it was like yeah. everybody was there. It was like it was almost like they were bringing you in as like the crossroad fight of like okay, out with right. the old, right, yeah. right, right. No, I remember this fight distinctly. And yeah. you you beat him up so bad. 
I mean, you just took a kept taking him down, taking him down. Take, you had yeah. him hurt, almost finished him. Yeah, I, I was surprised. He he has a face like Teflon because I hit him with elbows, and he never cut. He never oh. any. I felt an internal struggles like he he was on the edge of, of giving it in, and then he he growl and get pissed at himself and come storming back, and he just wouldn't give it up for for the. But you know, I think a lot of people thought I was done at that point. Yeah, I had lost the two fights. My third fight was supposed to happen on that contract was, was supposed to be Andre Arlovsky in the heavyweight division. And the whole rhubarb with Chuck and Tito had been going on. Uh, Chuck was the number one contender. Tito was the champ. Tito said, nah, we're friends. I'm not fighting him. Rumors were, oh, Chuck had beat him in the training environment. That, that's why he doesn't want to fight him. He won't give him his shot. They, they were in the process of stripping Tito. They were wanted an interim championship fight. And so... Uh, here I was a two-time, three-time heavyweight champ. No, two-time at that time. I hadn't won a third one yet. Um, they said, we want you to fight at 205 instead of fighting Orlovsky, who just hurt his hand. I'm like, okay, I can make 205. So I come down and fight Chuck, mm. which they, I think they thought, this is going to legitimize Chuck. We'll make Chuck the interim yeah. champ. Tito will be out, and Chuck will be our new guy. And then it obviously didn't go that way. <laughs> and you, and now we like, can get rid of this asshole couture uh, finally. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be his third loss in a row. We'll drop him. He'll retire. And then you, at, at you're the like end. herpes. You always pop back up. <laughs> always. So, uh, you're like, where'd it go? I'm free. Oh, there it is. Well, I was yeah. telling him before. I was like, you know what? You're, you're on so many movies now. You're dancing yeah. with the stars and this TV Even show. Even your Wikipedia page now lists you as an actor. It's like. Good. And former MMA. <laughs> but it's like you're so. Fight. And I'm like, I don't think so. Well, this he's guy is a fighter. Well, well, he's always smiling. At you. You're like, basically, he's like the Ice Cube of fighting. Yeah. Where like, <laughs> where like Ice Cube is like, oh, that's a, that's the guy from uh, uh, NWA. Uh, no, but he's like, now he's in like, Daddy, are, are, right. are we there yeah, yet? Exactly. In this movie, you forget that he was this fucking killer back in the day exactly. that like, you know, would fucking murder you and shit. But, yeah, he had that family comedy on TBS. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's like from producer Ice Cube. Yeah, right. One of the original. Yeah, so Randy, because it's, it's I was like, holy shit, and the. And the so at the end, right, Tito goes for a, a knee bar in the fifth. Mm. Uh, yep. you, you, you escape it, and you start spanking him in the ass. Why? <laughs> 30, 40 Show seconds left in the fight. He, obviously, he's in kind of panic mode because he knows he's lo kind of lost every round. And so he tries to roll. We're in a scramble. He tries to roll for a knee bar. I can't get my foot out, but I slip it so he's below my knee. There's, yeah. no, there's no joint lock. And I'm kind of sitting there on his butt. Looking, all I can see is his ass. <laughs> like, and it's one of those moments you could never plan. <laughs> yeah. But it just pops into my head. You didn't oh, train with him? Bad boy, okay. I'm going <laughs> to start spanking him. And his corner screaming, he's tapping, he's tapping. I'm like, he's tapping. <laughs> John I mean, McCarthy, tapping. fortunately, knows exactly what I was he's worried. At. I was like, what if, what if that would have been a tap? That would have been like nah. the dumbest mistake in the history of sports. Yeah. If they would have yeah. called well, that a tap. John, you know, John, John wouldn't, but he... someone like Mazzagatti or uh, Kim Winslow, you might have been, you might have had like yeah. a, as a 50-50 chance that would have been a tap. So I'm not sure Tito even knew till later what had happened. Oh, he, he was so angry. He, he got up. See. He was fuming. Yeah. And, and you were so calm and collective for that fight. It was, uh, that was a great. That was one of my favorite fights. That first Chuck fight was great. Um, now the second and third, it seemed like a couple times. The second one, I was watching it. You got thumbed in the eye. Yeah, uh, which was an mo that Chuck had at that time. Really? When he punches, he kept his thumbs out. You look at the Vernon White fight. Tito complained that he got poked in the eye, um, and uh, and so I, and I actually talked to the official going into the fight. I said, Well, look, there's a couple guys that are complaining that. When Chuck punches, he's poking him in the eye with his thumb. Please keep an eye on that. 
And then of course that happens. Right. So now I'm, and now I are just coming off of the eye surgery and everything else. So I, I was, a little, it was one of the only times in a fight that I kind of got a little pissed off. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> All these yeah. fights. You, and so I, one time you I came out strong after they started the fight up again. I tried to throw a big left hook and I completely missed. He stepped to the side, just put him in perfect position. Mm. And he freaking cracked me. Yeah. And, and I was I like, was done. I was wondering, I'm like, if, if he hadn't got thumbed in the eye, this fight might have went a little differently. Mm, it's hard to say. Uh, then, hard to say. But, and even the you know, third fight. That's the only time I've ever been knocked out. And even the third fight, you slipped. I slipped in my you, own blood. You slipped in your own blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cracked me in the nose. My nose is gushing. And, and the, the paint, you know, for the logos they put on right. there. The canvas isn't slippery, really. And you actually want it a little wet because then you grip it. But the paint gets any sweat or anything on it. And it's slick. Yeah. And so I went to move. And and slipped on my own puddle of blood. Yeah, and, and then and, and then he, and he caught you. And, he and I'm wondering, me. I'm like, fuck, man, this guy. Those are two unlucky breaks. And you never want to go parallel universe but, shit. Like, yeah. It might, but it's just like, man, if he you had can't been, live that way, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it is what it's it what is. Happens. Things, yeah. it's what happened. things worked out. They worked yeah. out the way they worked out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that was a very kind of rough patch for me in my life. I was going through my second divorce and. And it was a, a baby involved, and it drug on for two years. Walking into that second fight, I didn't cut a pound. I was two o three. Wow. Walking into weigh-ins, uh, that was a hot mess. Well, it didn't stop you because you come back, and we're, we're going to talk. Right, right. Actually, we have we have a, we're going to talk to Tyron Woodley and Jake Ellenberger. We have a press conference with these two guys right now. <laughs> oh, this is uh, uh, but and then we're going to come back, and we're going to we guys. I got so many more questions, man. This is this is like the greatest birthday ever. Yeah, no I get kidding. To spend it's, it's, it you're with, the greatest. Uh, you have, and happy birthday to you. Uh, thanks. I got a beautiful Mindy laughing, and yeah. uh, this is uh, by the way, Mindy Robinson. Uh, if you guys, uh, she has a great show on TBS, right? The Nerd Show. King of, King of the Nerds. Ki uh, the King, uh, King of the Nerds on right. TBS. You can see her on that. Check her out. Beautiful girl. Pom -pom Follow her Kitty. on Twitter. What is it? She's Pom Pom Kitty on King She's of the Nerds. She's Pom Pom Kitty. I'm Mr. Why, Pom Pom why is Kitty. It, why is it creepy when you say it like that? Because <laughs> I'm sleeping with Pom Pom Kitty. She's Pom Pom Kitty. Uh, by the way. Uh, wait, you, can tell, you can tell. It comes right out of you. And I'm Mr. Pom Pom Kitty. <laughs> it's, it's not creepy, but you know what is creepy? Walking around with a, with a smelly ass. So, guys, Dude listen. Wipes. Dude Wipes is exactly what you need uh, to make your ass refresh. Get rid of I, those dingleberries. Really? Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, I, for years, I was wondering why girls were not calling me back. And, and, and now I know. It's because my ass stunk. That's but what was, thanks yeah. to Dude Wipes, I have chicks lining up, as well as Hemp Core. I have been working out. And I'm telling you, this Hemp Core, 100% hemp, great protein. Uh, it's unbelievable. I, I'm, I have never felt better in my life. Uh, and that's, that's actually, that's true. I, I, I normally lie. But that is, uh, that is totally 100% uh, true. <laughs> Uh, I actually feel really good uh, thanks to Hempcore, as well as uh, if you have a store and it has been vandalized, people, Baltimore, uh, people in Baltimore, uh, I know there's people probably have lots of vandalized stores there. Other places, <laughs> by the way, I have, I have a solution to that. Legalize weed. All right? I agree with that. Because you legalize weed, no one's going to go destroy a, a, a CVS if, if, you're, if you're stoned. You're, yeah. you're going to go there. Too and tired, too lazy. You're going you're gonna to end up going there and getting Toy Story yeah, 2 it, and it, some ice cream. It, it, I was anyway, going to so. say, now McDonald's <laughs> might go down. McDonald's exactly. might go down. They get it raided for all their pies. So removeitrestoration.com. Removeitrestoration.com. Uh, we are calling Tyron Woodley and Jake Ellenberger. Uh, I'll catch you guys up. So two weeks ago, 
Jake Ellenberger was very upset because he wanted to fight Tyron Woodley in his next fight, July 4th weekend in Vegas. He said Tyron uh, did not want the fight. He got off. Dana called him up, said he didn't want it. Uh, he says Tyron picks his fights. He says, he's, he's, he says instead of being uh, the, the chosen one, he's the, the uh, choosy one. Uh, oh. Now... Um, now, little wordplay. Okay, and then uh, Tyron Woodley came back and then uh, called Jake uh, Jake Turkey Burger on Twitter. <laughs> so here we are today. We it's have fun. Turkey Burger it. versus the choosy one on each on the call. Let's uh, let's talk to him. <laughs> so we're calling Jake right now. Yes. Turkey Burger. In the turkey Burger. That's pretty funny. Hello. Hey, Jake, what's up? It's me, Greg Wilson, and Randy Couture. Whoa, what's up, guys? How are you? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How about you? Good. You're good. So we're getting ready to call Randy. Tyron Woodley. Randy, it's, a, it's, it's an honor, man. I'm, I'm really bummed I missed today. But oh, no worries, man. Thanks. I, I understand you have a new nickname now called the Turkey Burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Randy just jumps right out there. <laughs> so... So we're call Woodley, right? All right, Jake, you all good, man? Jake. What's up? You all good, man? Oh, yeah, I'm great. All right, cool. I'm going to hit up uh, Tyron right now. <laughs> Some podcast. <laughs> this should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It should be good. That's kind of what we were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean to jump right in and stir the pot right off the bat. The turkey burger. <laughs> Ready when you are. Hello. Hey, Tyron Woodley. What's up, brother? Hey, it's me, uh, the Greg Wilson, Randy Couture, and Jake Ellenberger on the podcast. What's up? See, I was going to answer in my um, murder McNabel voice, but I walked into a daycare, so that probably would have been appropriate. Oh, yes. That, that, that definitely wouldn't have been good. By the way, congrats on your fourth baby, by the way. Congrats on everything. I appreciate it. appreciate it. So, all right, getting down to business. So, Cap, uh, keep up to date. So, a couple weeks ago, Jake came on the podcast and said that you were offered uh, to fight Jake. He was offered to fight you. Jake said, sure, great, I would love to fight him. And then you said, uh, and according to Jake, you didn't want the fight. Yeah, you know, just to, just to share some light on that, you know, sometimes, one, not factual. Not at all factual. Number one, a lot of times people were offered fights. Um, like I was offered a Johnny Hendricks fight July 11th. They offered me that fight. And I said, well, I'm technically I'm technically not um, healed. I'm technically not supposed to fight. But if you guys promise me that fight, I'll do my best to be back on that date. They said, okay, don't say anything about it because we haven't offered him to fight yet. So they offered him the fight. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. Dana and Joe made me, you know, pretty confident that they thought he was going to take the fight. And then a couple of days, um, maybe like a week later, they called and said, hey, Johnny wants to wait. He wants to wait and see what happens um, in the Rory, uh, Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler fight. I'm like, damn, when did we get the, the option to wait? I said, so he can just chill out and wait on the fight? I said, he fought four months before, probably won't fight four months after, eight months. So then they started rattling off. They, said, they never said, hey, do you want to fight Jake Ellenberger? They said, well, what about Jake Ellenberger? I said, I was never pushing to fight on July 11th. 
I never say, hey, guys, I want to own this car. It's the Conor McGregor car. I'm pumped up. I want to fight. Everybody's going to be watching. I told They asked me when I was going to be ready to fight. I told them the end of July, beginning of August, which was kind of aggressive, um, being at the time I had surgery. And then when they offered their fight, they said, well, I know you said the end of the month, but what if we if we push it up two weeks and we get a fight? Would you be ready for that? I said, shit, I don't know, but I'll do everything in my power to do it. So that's what that came about. And then, you know, so I don't know where the disc and that came from. And then I didn't even see the tweets until, like, the last couple. And then DJ, Demetrius Johnson, he sent me a message like, what the hell is up with you and Shane? I'm like, what are you talking about? Then I look, at, I look at my social media, I'm like, what the hell? The hell's going on? <laughs> none of the none of none of the tweets none of the tweets before had my handle on it. Okay. They just I guess they just have my name, so I didn't they didn't come to me. Right. Uh, Jake, would you like to respond to this? Well, you know, the, the frustrating part for me was when Dana had called me about the fight, and of course I was I was all about it. So, you know, it's not it's not like you know Joe Silva sends you an email and says, oh, hey. What do you think about this? It was, you know, it was a call from Dana, so that's why he was like, "We want this fight," and I said, "Of course." You know, that's when I want that time-wise worked out and even even better with uh, with Woodley. So that's when they, they had they called me back the next day and they and it had told me that the fight was off, or that he, he wouldn't take the fight and it was off. But that that's the only point I was trying to make. What does the baby in the in the background think of this? <laughs> Tyron, he said what? What does the baby in the he background what? think? What? What? What is it? What? What does the baby think in the uh, background? Well, my babies think I'm the best in the world, as always. <laughs> so they, they, they're down for me to scrap anybody. Yeah. So, so the whole thing is like number one, if like like it sounds like oh, I want to expose him and put him on blast. Yeah, you, you know what? People say I pick fights. You're right. I do pick fights. It just so happens that the fights I pick are the best guys in the world. Carlos Condit. Matt Brown and Johnny Hendricks. I'm not picking bumps off the log or people that that you know don't make sense. And any time that I've not said, okay, this fight doesn't make sense, it's because it was Hector Lombard. No matter what drama or whatever happened, he's a part of American Top Team, and I gotta believe that anybody who's within a gym that you're training in, it's better for you guys to fight somebody else so y'all both can go to the top. And now if we fight for a world title, I told Danny this. I said. If I'm the champ or he the champ, don't even ask me. Just send me the bout agreement. I told him that. So me picking fights, maybe I do pick fights, but I think in this business you got to fight the fights that make sense for you to, one, make the most money, two, get the closest to a world title, and, you know, think about how many fights I've had in the UFC. I had seven fights in the UFC, and I'm the number three welterweight in the world. That's not on accident. That's by design. Jake Shields, even though I lost the fight, former, former former title contender. Koshek, former title contender. Carlos Kinda, former title contender. Even Roy McDonald, current title contender. Win or lose or draw, I'm putting myself in a position with a risk match reward. You know, and, and, and at the time, you know, I think it's a flip-flop. When I before I got to the UFC, Jake was in a position where he was in the top three, top four in the world. And yeah, I would have been trying to fight Jake at that time because it would have made sense for me to elevate myself and go up to the next level. And it makes sense. He wanted to fight me or wanted that fight that he was offered that I wasn't even offered. Be the same reason why I want to fight Johnny Hendricks. If he beats me in a fight, he moves ahead and he gets himself right back in the title picture. You know, I don't. I'm in the same spot. Jake? 
Well, to that point, <laughs> I think the rankings are are Mickey Mouse rankings. They don't mean a fuck. They are Mickey Mouse no. rankings. To discredit, I was in the top five for, for three years, and I was in the top ten for five years. So to say you're not going to you know take in fights against the best guy, oh, like Matt Brown, like these guys, the rankings is such a crock of shit. Ask, ask Randy, he probably would agree. But that's how you get a title shot. All right, so uh, Randy, you've been around for a long time. Uh, what are your thoughts, well, Judge, I, Judge know, Randy? I think, I mean, if you look at what Conor Burger, I mean, how many did he jump past to get a title fight right now? And, and, and that goes against the rankings if we're solely going by rankings. That's true. I, I understand uh, Tyron's point in that does it make sense for him as the number three ranked guy to fight the number nine ranked guy? It makes a lot more sense for the number nine ranked guy to want to fight the number three ranked guy to take a spot, to move up, to if you're going solely by rankings. I think more to the point in what Tyron said is the fact that if you're giving me a title fight, I'll bust my ass and try to be healthy enough after surgery to take that opportunity because it's staring me in the face. And then you turn around couple days later and say hey you know the title fight's not going to happen Hendricks doesn't want to do it now how about fighting the number nine ranked guy uh you know well maybe I'm not going to be able to bust my ass so much to fight the number nine ranked guy to try and get healthy give me an extra month and I'll be healthy and fight him then that's kind of what I took from what what I just heard from both guys so I think both guys are it was was like you saying hey man I, I offered you you know I might be able to get you this Mercedes Benz which would be a fight that no question, no way, no way we're going to fight each other and the person's not going to merge the number one contender fight next. And now, honestly, you know what, we might not get you a Mercedes Benz. We're going to put you in a different type of luxury vehicle. No, you told me a Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Well, I think, that, I think the point is a fighter. A Everybody's of, a top fighter. Uh, of timing. I can, find a, I can find a guy that's ranked 25th. Tyron, Tyron, to give me a fucking Tyron what about you calling like, him Flake Turkey Burger? What about you calling him? To be honest, I'm glad. I apologize to the viewers, number one, because my time frame is all cracked out. Yeah. And I never miss podcasts. I never miss interviews. So I apologize to the people that was looking for today. But I think it was a blessing in the side because I thought me and Jake was on a point where we were like associates. So it was kind of like, what the fuck? What's going on? So I was ready to go Ferguson. I was ready to come on the podcast and flip off. And I started thinking about it. Like, what, what, what Jake is doing is not so much different than what I'm trying to do. Might, might be too soon for that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Ferguson. Like, literally. Like, I, I was like, you know what? But I, I understand, why, why I understand Jake's point, too, and that the really rankings are. When I'm doing the same exact thing to the Hendrix, and also, like, like, even when I fought Carlos, you know, and it just bit me in the butt, but I, I fought Carlos, and I said, I said, I heard you want a rematch. I said, you know what? When you were the number one fighter, he was the number one contender at the time. I called him out. It made no sense for him to fight me. I was ranked 10th in the world. Um, he fought me. It was a big risk. It was no reward for him. And he lost, and he got injured and sat out for a year and a half. I said, you know what? You didn't have to fight me, so I heard you want a rematch. Let's, let's talk about it. You know, so I, I put it out there that I understand Here's the problem, and I think that Jake's point is the problem with the rankings. If you're going to use rankings, then go strictly by the rankings. Right. A Conor McGregor fight shouldn't happen. He shouldn't be jumping four people, (laughs) jumping four people, but that's a business decision. Uh, UFC's trying to put a great fight on. Jake Ellenberger and Tyron Woodley would be a great fight. Yes. I deserve to fight. (laughs) We have have Conor McGregor here. We're going to throw the rankings to the side, then throw the rankings to the side, but don't. Then Sometimes the greatness rankings. cannot be determined by a number. If you're going to throw the rankings to the side, just throw them to the side, period. Yeah, don't, and then don't, we'll set like, up don't, great don't fights. Don't selectively use the ranking. 
because use them when it's convenient for them, and they discard them when it's convenient for them. Okay, so everybody here wants to fight the rankings. That's basically what we're going here. We all came on the show to fight the rankings. So. No, so now, now you said, Tyron, okay, let's say you win your next fight, Jake wins his next fight. You guys want to coach against each other on the, the Ultimate Fighter? That was you said? Possibly? I'm down. <laughs> Jake? But the, but the thing is, this is, this is what we got to figure out. My last two victories were against top 10 welterweights, okay? My loss, my only two losses were two guys that were top 10 welterweights, you know? So in my, the, the part of my logic is that it's not saying Jake's not a good fighter. It's not saying Rich Story's not a good fighter or um, Jordan Meehan or all these guys that are fucking studs. The styles make fights. Rankings really don't mean. Look at Dung Young Kim. Dung Young Kim was ranked, what, 10th? You know he beat Matt Brown, right? And he beat Nate Diaz. And he beat Carl Parisian. And uh, his only two losses before then was Maya and, and Carlos Counter were both fights. He kind of got caught with a knee, caught with an armbar. And he's ranked 10th. The rankings are, are freaking a joke. So but if that's what people are telling me when I'm completely. talking to them about fighting for a title shot, and they're they're like, okay, this, this, and this, and this person ranked this, and this person got to fight this. The UFC, this is the toughest division in the world by far. They get the UFC, in my opinion, get too greedy with the matchmaking. They want to make so many top welterweight bouts happen that everybody get out of sequence. Like I feel like Matt Brown and Carlos Condon should have fought, and then maybe me and Johnny should have fought, and then maybe you know, shit, maybe freaking. Chiago Alves and Jake or somebody. That way you always have a consistent challenger emerging from those thoughts. Not saying that Joseph ain't his job or saying I'm a matchmaker, but it don't, it's not all about what makes sense and it's not all sports. This is some entertainment. Yeah. Hey, this guy is a big sell in Brazil. Let me fucking throw so him will in Brazil you come to LA like, and get so will, fight in so will you come to LA and get Jake ready for Steven Thompson so that he can then fight you? <laughs> Will you come to LA and get Jake ready for Steven Thompson, which he's which he's gonna win, but then he can you fight know, you. That's after? a that's a funny thing. I'm like part of part of the part of the, the 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 inside thing is I'm like you know people have asked me to help train them for Jake, and I said no, not because I mean I'm not gonna act, I'm not gonna fabricate as we and Jake are best friends and you know we had kids birthday parties and we freaking send pen pal letters. But I would say we were decent associates. We trained together. We respect each other. And that really, if we really wanted to fight and we want to make some money, we're not going to get pay-per-view buys. So we can sell a fight that we blew in the face. We're getting what we signed to get. But if we're going to do something, let's do it big. Let's make a big fuss about it. Let's get some money off of it. And let's make the UFC honor it and treat it the right way. Not just, okay, Tyron is injured. He like, And, and just so you everybody know, I'm not even clear to fight. Hmm. Like, I can't even... So the thought of me fighting somebody that's not a world title contention fight, like I was gonna fight, I was gonna fight Johnny injured because I'm that confident I can beat him, and I know that in that fight on the same night of the world title fight, I'm getting a title shot. So I was gonna do the holy trinity, cross my head, and go in there and try to take his head off. That was my game plan, you know. But I know the risk versus reward would match, you know. Mm. So now it's like okay. You well, give me all gas up like I, I didn't. I never actually. I never actually that day. Well, Jake. Asked, Jake has a baby I on the way. Do you have any, do you have any tips? They called me and offered me that day in that opponent. <laughs> I never. I never. You know, say, hey man, what day are we gonna fight? They say, hey, what if we can get you guys to fight? I mean, so it's like it's funny that all of a sudden they offered this bout, and then it's like, hmm. what about this guy? What about this guy? And, and, and just so you know, they offered me two guys after that. So it's like there's not nothing like I'm dodging fights or like okay, where does this make sense for me at again? All right, so, 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 
so so Jake, anything anything uh, you want to say? Jake, is, no, this, was, is this your first kid, like Jake? Said, for me, it was never like, oh, let's, let's talk about this. It was like, Here, here's about it. Jake signs about it. I have an agreement in place. That's why where there's the confusion. There's the, well, why would you even send somebody about agreement? If this, you know, if both parties haven't agreed on it. So, of course. This is your about agreement? Yes. You, you, got, you got a about agreement from, from Nevada? What's that? You got a about agreement from Nevada? From the US. Yes. For me? From Zupra. How yes. did you get a bond agreement from me and I never even agreed to the fight? That's silly. Well, that, I never I never that, was formally offered the fight. That's the million dollar question right there. Yeah, that's, that's a comical. <laughs> the comical plot deal. thickens. All right, I will admit it. I sent them the agreement. It was for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> He stole some letterhead. <laughs> yes. All right. So that's the confusion. Right, we'll so, so Jake got the bout agreement. Tyron's not ducking the heavy hitters like Jake thinks. Uh, right, Tyron? I'm one of the heavy hitters. If not the heaviest hitter. There's You're only the... two guys that probably can vouch that they can hit harder than me. And that's Johnny and Robbie. Robbie just has some stupid-ass malice for hands. <laughs> and, and, and I, I will argue that maybe I punch as hard or not harder than Johnny. So I, I'm one of the heavy hitters. So how do I duck them? No, I fought him. Even even in loss, even in loss to opponents, I'm, I fought the top guys as well. Jake, that's no. I, nope. well, I've never fought the top guys. Come on, Carl, you, so you Carlos Connor, like, Carlos Connor's not the top Dung guy, is he? Kim, Dung Young Kim. Dung? I could be Dung Young Kim with one arm. He's, he's, we'll do it come then. On. Come on, we'll do it then I, because, I, but technically, like for somebody. Like they say, they fought the top guys. Did you beat the top guys? Question mark. No, you lost three fights in a row. And you were about to get pink slipped. If you wasn't such oh, blood buddies with Dana White, anybody go. else would have got cut. Please. And then you and yes. then you well, let okay. Kelvin Gastelum in the top ten. Let's talk about. And then you let Kelvin Gastelum in the top ten from your back getting rear neck up. And I embarrassed him. I, I lose to a guy, Robbie Lawler, who you who you also turned down to fight. Hector Lombard, you turned down the fight. When did I turn down that fight? I was scheduled to fight Robbie Lawler. I I never turned down Robbie Lawler. I was scheduled to fight him in Strikeforce. They canceled the show when he joined ATT. You're teammates with everybody who hits hard. That's cool. You're teammates with everybody who hits hard. That means we got a good team. It's all good. It's all good. And and then you're going to talk to me after you get embarrassed by Rory, like I'm not a top fighter. And and what did you get by Rory? So you lost better to Rory than I lost to him. (laughs) You lost better to Roy than I lost him. That's that's the stupidest statement I've ever heard. So you lose uh, to a guy better. Um, okay. So you fought the top guys and you lost them all. So therefore, you want to try to fight me to try to get yourself back up to the top to lose again no, no, to no, constantly no. be the pump eight. So we're going to call you hey. just a tip. <laughs> hey, Adam. Yes. You know, you know a, a, flush, a flush beats a three of a kind, right? You know that. Yes. I was playing okay. poker and this guy actually thought a, a, a three of a kind beat a flush. Just like when wouldn't be thought he'd be conned But come on. The guy blew okay. his and what did you do to Okay, and what did you do to Conde besides gas out and was just so happy to yeah. have a fight and never He was won? He was beating. Hey, what did you come do? on, I, he, Jake was beating Conde the whole time. I, took the I thought he was beating him too. I thought he might have even got the split decision. But unless you defeated the guy, don't say anything. Well, I dropped him three times. And what you beat Nate Barcourt after he was off the TRT, or you beat or you beat Jake Shields after his father died the week before? Like, please, dude. If you want to clown on me oh, okay. beating freaking, if you want to clown on me beating Carlos Conant, I was dominating him. He didn't win a millisecond of the fight. 
And no, I didn't, it was I didn't say you halfway through him. the fight. I didn't say you were beating him. He and halfway through the fight, I, I would have done more of the same thing I was doing. He wasn't going to win that fight. And he didn't slip on a banana peel, bro. He got double leg and kicked in the leg. So Chris Weidman checked a kick, then he's glorious. But I kick a dude in the leg that I took him down and he hurt his knee. What I supposed to ease up? No, it's a fight. Please. And yeah. quite frankly, like, like be fight. honest, forget forget the common opponents. We've trained. You've never, you've never won a second of any training we've ever done, ever, even when I was an amateur. Like, be real, dude. Like, when I was an amateur coming to Portland, Oregon, never had a pro fight in my life, you couldn't buy a round, bro. Like, be for real. Like, and it, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense for me to fight you because you're not even relevant right now. You're not in a the position to fight for a world title. Jake, so when you when you train with Tyron, who won? Or who, who, who's winning? I, I, I'm trying to figure out when we've trained together. You tell me. We've never okay, trained I train, Okay, okay. You want to you – I didn't want to do this, but since we're already here, we're already on the line, we already got all this falsehood on the phone. I trained with you in Portland, Oregon. Matt Lennon flew me out there. Portland, he told Oregon. me he wanted me for our field team. And I get to Portland, Oregon – Chell Sonnen leaving everybody there, Herman Sherrill, freaking Nate Coy, everybody's there, right? So I'm like, damn, do you really need me for an IFL team? You got Nate Coy and freaking Ellenberger here. So I thought it was a tryout. I trained with you then. I trained with you at the Fliction Gym in Seal Beach on the wrestling mat while I threw you around like a rag doll. Oh, and then you had a jiu-jitsu tournament in St. Louis where you were trying to get out of the same weight class as me. And then you lose a grappling match to a, a Juco guy that wasn't even a starter. And I owned him in the next round. In a jiu-jitsu tournament? Yeah. Like, like, dude, like, in any aspect of striking or wrestling or jiu-jitsu, you've never won a round. Like, ever. So, like, I don't understand where this macho stuff is automatically coming from. It's like, not a macho You got my, my number, dude. Be, I'll text you. Unless your number changes, I'll text you. You don't even text back. Listen, stupid. I'm better than you everywhere. Striking? I don't need to I'm a, I'm a two-time All-American wrestler and a baseball champion. You've never wrestled on a collegiate you're right. team. You're right. you're, you're, and you've never taken me down. And you can ask Shannon Slack and he'll vouch that you were almost fine in the corner. I will slump you. You won't sign the line in that yeah, hand. Guess what? You won't even get the chance because you're not in the title you picture. You won't Be two top ten guys back-to-back and come talk to me. Matter of fact, don't even talk. You beat two top ten okay. guys back to back. Okay. I'll sign a bot agreement on site. Whoa. Now what? Okay, so Jake Jake beat Stephen Thompson. You'll sign a bot agreement on site? Stephen Thomas is not in the top ten. Oh, okay. And guess what? You need to focus on him because I don't even believe you're going to beat him. Okay, so Jake beats Thompson. I will focus on the guy in front of you. Why are you worried about okay, me? Well, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's fight. Here we go. I'm worried go. about him. When, I go, when, when my ranking goes up, and your ranking goes down, and I go above you, then will, then will you take the fight? You probably still won't, but whichever. <laughs> well, let me tell you a secret. What you've done in 14 fights, I've done in seven. And while I'm the world champion, and as long as you keep buttering up to Dana White mm. trying to be his best friend, put your man in the UFC, right. you'll constantly get to the top, over-pump yourself up, not focus on the fight at hand, lose, bump yeah. down, and continue. You will always be building yourself back up. And that's just facts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I got a, I got a flush. Three of a kind, buddy. Well, guys, listen. Uh, this has been awesome. Uh, I want to see this fight. Uh, I wasn't even going to take it there. I came on the show to be cordial, but then you want to try to dig like 
silly comments, and it's like, oh, you're, you're, I never got a bottle agreement, you. brother. All right, so Jake got a bond agreement. You didn't. That was a confusion. Th both of you, you guys have, have, a, have a great weekend. I got a phone call from your boss, Dana White. We talked on the phone, so that's why yeah. you didn't like, oh, Jake's Guys, but the confusion could have been easily solved. You got my number, Jake. If you're, really, if you're really about that life, bro, hit me up. You got my number. You never text me. When I reply to you, you didn't reply. I was offered you one time ever, not three. And you know about the time I was offered you. That's when you fought Neymar for it. That was the only time I've ever been offered a fight against you. They said, what about Jake? Like, hey, as a peace offering, we had you all pumped up. You were getting Johnny. Yeah. We're sorry. He don't want to take the fight. But what about Jake? It was never, hey, we want to make this fight. We want you and Jake Ellenberger. They didn't even sweat when I said, hey, that fight don't make sense. What do you mean, what about Jake? Jake just be freaking Koshek, well, who me, Robbie, and Johnny tenderized for him. I think whoever takes Hemcore is going to win. Nice plug. <laughs> you're going to need dude wives afterwards. You're going to need dude wives afterwards. <laughs> you guys are great, man. You guys are sharp as a tack. This listen, is something else. Hardcore. Listen, guys, this has been awesome. Uh, we got to get back to Randy. Uh, this has been awesome, though. Listen, uh, so next week we're going to have you back on again, Tyron and Jake. Uh, Jake will be back in studio. Well, Jake don't want to. Randy. Like, I'm almost embarrassed that we oh. even got to this point because we both are professionals. We both are top welterweights. The fact that we don't hear bitching like the women is, is silly. Number two, like all you, if, if you got a bout agreement, the same way when Joseph was asking me to fight you, I text you. I said, hey, I just left from training at Rain a week ago. Jake, he really pushing for me to fight. What are your thoughts on it? Do you want to fight? Do you not want to fight? You know, I'm not going to always be able to pick these fights. Never heard back. Then I called Munoz. Munoz said, hey, they never you offered you that. me. Ooh, this sounds like the same situation, right? They offer me you, but then they offer you Marquardt. So this happens. And then he said, no, we'd rather fight guys that aren't yeah, friends unless we have to to get to the top. This is not a position where I have to fight Jake Ellenberger to get to the top. I'm at the top. I'm trying to get to the C. I'm no, trying to go from a number to a letter. Exactly. You're, you're, you're going to sit here and discount me and discredit me. And it's like I can sit here and dissect every one of your – Well, you took the first shot. Years. I didn't even know about. I didn't even know about the fight. I heard about the fight afterwards, after I saw – after DJ sent me a message about Jake Ellenberger calling so, so me Jake, out, I'm like, what the fuck So, Jake, about? for the record, though, Jake, you, you, you weren't trying to get out of grappling against Tyron in a, in a grappling tournament, right? That, that's of course it. not. Why would, what, why would I be a, a grappling match? Are you joking? <laughs> I mean, Jake, Jake's well, a brown... Said, hey, I thought, the weight class, I thought the weight class was 195. I weighed 192. They're like, nah, bro, come on. We're clustering everybody in the same division. Nah, don't try to, don't try to go oh, to another no, division. I, I was told it's because you were supposedly a team body guy, but that's that's what I was told. Hmm. A lot of miscommunication well, going on here. All right, listen, guys. Uh, this is well, anyway. <laughs> this, this one just got way too heated. Never meant to be that way, Jake. I felt that me and you was cordial. I felt like it's business. If you wanted to fight and they offered you a fight, the same way I did when they offered me you a long time ago in Montreal, you should have texted me. When I text you, you should have replied like, "Hey, man, they offered me you. I think it makes sense." I want to take the fight. I probably would have said, fuck it, let's do it, but I ain't going to do it on that date. Let's push you back. Let's do it in Nashville August 8th, or let's do it freaking somewhere else at another time. That's probably what I would have did. But it was like I was getting shots taken at me because you thought I got the agreement and, and declined. Yeah, but, but on the flip sure side, I didn't. You didn't have a problem bashing me after I fought Waller, though. That was, that was for sure. Hmm. You said what? I said you didn't, you didn't have a problem. Well, I'll bash you after you saw Lawler, but look, 
this is going to change all this. But what did you do before? You said you don't care about what happens between me and Rory. Who cares about that? Who's who's going to be excited and happy that he'd be called a Colin on me? I would be excited about that. Once again, you took the first shot. Like, I'm not that guy, man. I ain't always there. I'm still loading. Like, you can't come at me and think a, I'm not going to say there's nothing. There's a lot of graffiti on the here. The only I think reason it... the whole Hector thing went down the way it did, because of Laborio and Dan Lambert. That's why we didn't talk and go all to stuff. It looks stupid for our team. The same way it kind of looks stupid on me and you right now. So I'm peacefully squashing it. If it, Jake, if it makes sense for me and you to fight down the road for a business, I don't, I'll never fight with emotion. I never have beef with nobody. But if it makes sense to fight, we will fight. Best man win. I won't say, oh, this is this, this. I won't throw it up in the face. I won't complain if I lose. It's a tough matchup either way. So how do you, you feel about Jake? What do you think I'm about Jake saying he's better than you everywhere, though? You said what? What do you think about Jake saying he's better than you everywhere? <laughs> I think, I mean, I think to a certain degree, <laughs> every fighter should think they're better than the person they're presenting right. with. You okay. Know? okay, we got. I, I mean, I'm probably gonna think I'm better than him everywhere. Yeah, you, know? you gotta think. And sometimes that. you yeah. say things that he the most. He probably pissed at what I said. I was pissed at what he said. You know, I'm gonna be a bigger man. I said some stupid shit on the internet. I apologize. It was, it was like I read it out of context because I didn't get the stuff before. He thought I was dodging fights and thought that, okay, this is the way to sell a fight. Let me do this. And realized quickly that I'm just not I'm just not that type of dude. I'm not Conor McGregor. Like, gotcha. like for me, well, like, for my name and reputation mean a lot. Like, it took forever for me to sit underneath the umbrella, going through all that drama with the dude for my team. And I had to sit there and I had to absorb it, you know. And it was nothing about being scared to fight. It was all, like, serious crap. So I apologize if I said some stupid stuff that, you know, made this conversation awkward, but I never turned down a fight based upon difficulty or being scared. This is a business. They can call it a sport all they want. This this thing has has basically transitioned to a hundred percent business. This is no sport anymore. That's what I was trying so to say though. Jay comes funny. from a different era. Jay comes from the Randy era of you fight anybody, anywhere, anytime doesn't matter how big the guy is, 100 pounds bigger, 200 pounds bigger. You go in there <laughs> and you fight. And that's, that's – And that was rewarded then. Jake's from, and, and, and Jake's from the – It was rewarded. Jake's this from the old school. He's from the old school. Because they promised Ty me Tyron's an athlete, who a great athlete, who's a great fighter, but he looks at things different as a business. And I, and I think it's just too – And different. I'm not asking for weak fights like, like – like just straight on the record, Johnny Hendricks was probably yeah, the no. toughest fight for me in yeah, the call, division. Yeah, I mean, calling out Hendricks. He's probably not, my hardest matchup. Absolutely. Listen, guys, we got we got to get going back to Randy. You guys have been great. Amazing, uh, amazing, uh, guys, we will, both of you. I'm telling you, you guys should do the Odd Couple, uh, or at least do a <laughs> uh, a uh, Buddy Cop movie, well, Lethal Weapon I Five I remake. See your homie Dana and get us on the talk show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, take care, Jake. I'll I'll, I'll talk to you soon, brother. You guys All have right, a great bro. weekend. All right. All right. All right. What'd you, wow. What do you think of that, Randy? No, no hot button topics there. Huh? <laughs> Holy cow! Well, a lot more history there than than we anticipated. Yeah. Obviously. And and uh, well, he dragged I think right both up. guys have points, and and I don't think you know. Obviously, there's some emotions there, um, but uh, you know, and and I think that ultimately Zufa is the one that uses the rankings when they want to use them and don't use them when, when it suits them as well. And that's creating some of these misconceptions about who should be fighting who and why is this guy getting a shot? He's only ranked this. And, and they're offering one guy a fight, but, but not the it, other. You know, it boils down to business and, and, and Tyron's white, right? It is a business and you're not going to get, you're not going to, you know, you, 
You're not going to get a lot of shots. That's why I love Tyron was su surprisingly verbose. Oh, I love Tyron. He's a, they're both really good he guys. Had a lot they're, they're both, they're both to say. honestly, they're both really good guys. Jake's, yeah. Jake's my one of my best friends in the world. I'm always on Team Allenberger. I understand what Tyron's saying. Mm. It, it's like <laughs> I, I do. It's like this. It's like being. It's like me a, a comedy battle. Yeah. Me versus an open micer. Like, what do I have to win? Not that Jake's an open micer, but you want to. You want to get guys. It's not that Jake isn't isn't a, an amazing fighter and and I don't think that's what Tyron's saying but but again th they want to go strictly by the rankings I get what he's saying look I'm injured if you're offering me Johnny Hendricks which moves me up I'll I'll do my damnedest to, right. to get that opportunity and they come back yeah, and say oh you know what how about how about this fight well that's a big risk yeah. and I'm not 100% healthy surgery. you know and Tyron's looking at it as point. a business though and that that's and, a and of course Ellen Berger he's he's <laughs> He's going to fight anybody they throw in front of him, even if it was somebody that wasn't ranked yet. He's yeah. still going to take that fight. That's, and, that's, and that's what he's doing with Thompson. I think mm -hmm. Ellenberger's like, fuck, I got to fight a karate guy now. I think Jake will win, but it's a tough guy to fight. This guy, Steven, this guy jumps off the, is like a fucking ninja versus, versus a guy, <laughs> a, a number three guy. It's a, t it's, a, it's a tough situation to be in. It's, it's not much of an up for Ellenberger, although Ellenberger's a fighter, and you put a guy in front of him, he'll fight. Speaking of which, you versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> was I, I watched that again last night, and you know, when you're looking across the cage at a, at a, a guy like Brock Lesnar, and, and you're, you were what 44 Four. at the time. 44. Yeah. This guy is 20 something years old. A giant animal. What the hell? What's going through your head? No, I. Yeah, I was 44. Uh, I mean, I'd trained for it. I, I knew what he looked like. I'd been around him. I'd seen him fight. Um, so I mean, I. It's not like you're intimidated. I knew what I was in for. I had brought a bunch of huge training partners in. That's a hard guy to mimic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not only because he's very large, but he's athletic as hell. He moves yeah. really, really well. He, he moves like a wrestler. And, and you don't find big guys that move like that. So getting guys to simulate him in the training environment was difficult. Uh, I felt like things were going the way I wanted them to go in that fight. And yeah, no, the thing you don't anticipate is how long. I mean, he looks so thick and so big. You don't realize how long his reaches yeah and i would roll to slip that punch and it just kept coming and uh <laughs> hit me you know hit me right behind and the, the brock lesnar that fought you that fought frank Mir, was not the same brock lesnar that came back after the the particulitis the diverticulitis it, it looked like he he fit one into one fighter finds jesus i'm like it's over yeah <laughs> i'm like this guy's this guy, as soon as the guy says same with porn stars yeah as soon as they say it's not about winning or losing it's about God, I'm like, uh, bet on the other guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that was a different yeah. Brock, and I, uh, but I, I, and I feel like, uh, I feel like Brock never actually reached his peak, in in in, 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 in fighting, you know. Uh, same with Chuck Liddell. I think Chuck was obviously one of the best fighters of all time, but everybody that I knew was telling me uh, I got fucked up with Chuck Liddell story. People that weren't even like into, into <laughs> fighting. People just randomly people were like, oh, yeah. you're a fighter? There was a guy with a mohawk that was fucking uh, uh, banging 17 strippers. I mean, and I was like, dude, this, is, this can't last forever. Can right? I tell you though, it seems like with fighters, they're either like you, like really calm and sweet, you know, just really not very, or just out of their minds. Like, and party, come on, the you know? No, no, not anymore. The, see, the, the, out of the minds guys are getting less and less. Almost. Less and less. Yeah. Less and less. But it started with a lot of those. Guys. But it seems like a lot of the guys from the old the old empire, the the, um, the Mayhem Millers. That's who I was thinking. The, yeah, yeah. The Chuck Liddells, the even like the the Tim Sylvia, the, these party guys. They, they can't 
do it anymore. I mean, you get maybe once in a while you get a guy like John Jones who can do it until he gets caught. But it, <laughs> but it, it but it seems like there's just you get now all of a sudden you got the whole the, the Tyron Woodley era of great athlete, discipline, kids to feed, you know, three time All American wrestler in college. He's a professional. Yeah, yeah. the professionals. You know. Yeah, I, I think we're you know, obviously we're seeing a lot more professionals. This is this is what they do for a living. Yeah. It was still, I think, that first generation of fighters that, and I kind of came in at the cusp of the second start of the second generation of fighters. Uh, it was a lot less a profession. It was a, a little more fringe. It was a little wilder, and, and there were a lot more personalities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These kind of quirky, odd, funny. I mean, you talk big about personalities. Jimenez with one boxing. Yeah. Blood. yeah. I mean, there was just there was there was a whole bunch more of that back then. And, and it seems like now the, the level of athlete has gone way up. It's very very competitive. You don't get a lot of shots. You don't get to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. It's well, I was talking to Phil Baroni about that. Also, how I was talking Baroni, another guy from your gym, mm -hmm. personality. Yeah. But he was saying how like how the, how the UFC wants to be like the how it wants to be like the brand, like the UFC is coming to town. UFC's care, the, like the circus, yeah. UFC, UFC. Versus before, it was like, it, when with Pride, it was like, the, it was like the, each fighter had their own, you know, like, the, like and now I actually kind of missed, that's why I, I happen to like, like the Bellator walkouts. Mm -hmm. yeah. It takes me back to like the old school yeah, guys. Yeah, the old flavor. It's got that old flavor. and They're trying to make matchups and uh, those type of fights, the, the bigger arena fights once a month that, People at the water cooler are going to talk about who do you think is going to win? Kimbo that? or yeah, Shamrock? Which is, yo, wow! Remember, remember that? that? No, they're fighting Kimba. again. That's coming. Are they really? Yeah, they're fighting in two weeks. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's coming. They're yeah. fighting in two so weeks. So ridiculous. Speaking of which, uh, because we got we got to like wrap it up, which is, which is crazy. Uh, Randy, did Kimbo um, learn how to fight yet? No, no, it's going to be so stupid. <laughs> it's so, it's it, like, it, I remember, I remember watching his backyard brawl videos. Yeah, he no. actually has and progressed. Then, He's continued to train. Right. He's gotten better. But they put him in before. Pro boxing in the gap here. He still continued to grapple and learn, learn to fight and be more well-rounded. I, I think it's. But when they first the put question him in, is to, he how was much fight ready. does Ken Shamrock have? I just hope there? Shamrock I mean, doesn't stand in trade because it's gonna be a short night for Shamrock. And I, I feel like some of, like the thing about you, Randy, is that you never tarnished your legacy. And I just I wouldn't say tarnish, but you know, like I had some of these guys on my my podcast, the Gary Goodriches and the the Mark Coleman's. And these guys are such legends, so revered in their prime, even past their prime. Even Kevin Randleman, and then they get to a point where they're just taking fights for money. Or for the wrong yeah. reasons, and you see six losses, Jens Pulver eight losses, yeah. and, and and yeah, you know they're making money, and someone could say, oh, I got to win over Jens Pulver. Like, oh, when oh, when he was forty five years old, and I just it, with all the brain damage and shit, I I don't want to. I hate I hate to see that. I yeah. hate to see. Well, it might you know, be one of the more rational decisions I made in my life was to go out when I went out and. You know, I was still winning. I was still competing yeah. at a high level. But in my mind, was I going to be the number one guy in my weight class anytime soon? And, and the, the, the answer to that question was no, probably not. Yeah. So what am I doing? I started this to be the best at it. I did that for a while. I was, you know, all that. And, and, and realistically, was I going to be the number one guy in my weight class again? And I didn't think I was. And, and I didn't want to just keep grinding out another camp and fighting another fight just to cash a check, just to just to keep doing it. Do I have so many other things I want to do. Oh, well, you're doing great. I mean, Expendables, yeah, man. one and two. Uh, I, I look at your IMDb. You got all kinds of movies and TV yeah. shows. You got a beautiful girlfriend. I'm telling you, I mean, unbe <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, you came to my comedy show. You came to the improv. Oh, right on. And I was, was like, we had a blast. 
Absolutely, that's great. It. No, he's the best, isn't he? I no, love it was, Adam. It was awesome. Great great show, it was so great seeing. And I'm like, Randy's here with with his uh, granddaughter. And, and every, I was like, I was like, is she gonna get home before curfew? Every, everyone's looking. He asked you asked her a question. Where, so where do you put it? And she's like. <laughs> yeah, she said she likes getting uh, nut on her chest. It, it, it was great. It was, it was, it was hey, unbelievable. That's championship legendary nut. I'm telling you, man. You should probably keep it. I hear you. you. She's a keeper, dude. Um, uh, by the way, who wins? You think Pri Prime Randleman, Prime Tito? I, oh God, such a tough matchup. They're both great wrestlers. Tito wins most of his fights with his wrestling. I mean, yeah. that's why I was able to beat him at Bull Down to Wrestling 101. I was able to out-wrestle him. I think it, I would probably go with Tito. Really? I think he would weather the early storm, get his hands on Randleman, take some gas out of Randleman, and, and get him down. And, and I think five-round fight, Tito, three-round Randleman. Randleman uh, didn't really learn the scrambling and how yeah. to use any jiu-jitsu or protect himself on the ground. That's what ultimately turned it around for me he took me down and beat me the first two rounds and i took him down in the third and he couldn't he was like a dying cockroach he couldn't get up so that was the difference in the fight now are you ever gonna make up with dana you think and come back to the ufc it's really up to dana i don't have an issue i, I was doing what i needed to do to to further my career signed a two two uh, year deal with spike tv for both scripted and unscripted television the problem with dana was that the first thing they wanted me to do was fight master which trained fighters for bellator so he automatically went nuts and said i was working for the enemy and i worked for bellator i didn't have any deal with bellator nothing yeah. to do with bellator it was a spike tv gig right right common misconception that i've ever worked for bellator i've been to three bellators in my life that's to coach your son and now to coach my son i've been a couple more but at that time yeah. i hadn't even been to a bellator yet and so he blew that up, and, and, and it's all about him. And, and that goes back, because I've been fighting with him since they bought the company over ancillary rights and contracts and favored nation, all these kinds of things that we, we felt like I was entitled to because, as their heavyweight champion. And I don't think they were that keen on having the 39-year-old heavyweight champion when they bought the company. And I think they kept putting me in fights they were sure I was going to lose, and I didn't. And I was still there. It was like, uh, you know, a fungus they couldn't get rid of. Herpes. And, and they kept <laughs> kept trying to get rid of me. And then I think finally came around to the notion and embraced it for that Belford fight where they made it all, you know, the yeah, supernatural yeah. and all that stuff. And then obviously that didn't, you know, unbeknownst to us. That's just the way it went. Uh, and so, you know, we've had our rhubarbs, and they were all business things for me. They weren't emotional. They weren't personal. But... Dana has a tendency to want to make them that way. You know, Tyron mentioned, you know, you just keep buddying up to Dana. That's a card that Dana will play. He wants to put his arm around you, make like your best friends. But when it comes down to making the business decision, there's a blurry line there that there can't be. It's a business thing. Right. And I was doing the best I could for, for me, for my family, yeah, for, for, for exactly. my career. I'm, I've done fighting. They weren't giving me anything really of getting to commentate on Fox four times a year. Right. Twelve thousand dollars ridiculous because you should be <laughs> and trying to find acting jobs and, and I'm like look give me give me something significant with the company I'll stay with the company but you're, it, it, as much as I liked Fox and liked commentating with them it still wasn't enough right yeah and, and so Spike offered me an amazing deal I had a lot of respect for Spike they're the first ones that had the balls to put us on TV when nobody else would touch us yeah and and they did amazing things with Tough and they did amazing thing with the Ultimate Fight Nights and all the things that moved. The UFC and the sport to where it is now, yeah. so that's a good group of people 
to be involved with, in my opinion. Yeah. And so that's what it was all about for me. It had nothing to do with Bellator. It had nothing to do with dissing the UFC or anything. But don't come after me. And go ahead, come after me. But then don't don't put my family and my kids in the middle of it. Right. He didn't give my son a fair shake. And, and that, I'm, that, that'll never be, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not something I'm going to get over. Well said. Listen. Boy, you don't want Randy Couture on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want Randy. Well, listen, that is our podcast today. I, this is one of my favorite ones ever. Wow. Uh, it it was, really was it, amazing. It, no, it's thanks. amazing to hang out with you, to hear you talk, and to I, share your experience. We had, we had Jake and Tyron on. Uh, that was great, too. Yeah, the beef in half. It, <laughs> and it finally really took off. At first, it was kind of dancing this way there, and then it finally spun up a it little bit. It was definitely a slow yeah. first three and rounds. And then you kept stirring. <laughs> Turkey burger. <laughs> stirring the pot. Oh my I God. look it over Randy, I'm like, he's just stirring the pot. And well, then listen. you jumped in and did it too. <laughs> well, thank you uh, to all our sponsors. Uh, Hempcore, uh, you pick them up at hempcorestore.com. That's H-E-M-P-C-O-R-S-T-O-R-E.com. As well as Dude Wipes. That's uh, amazon.com forward slash dude products and removeitrestoration.com. Thank you guys. This week I will be in Chattanooga at the Comedy Catch Friday night and Saturday night, two shows Friday, two Saturday. Is that are we talking about twenty nine thirtieth? Like after this is gonna. No, end? no. Oh yeah, that I, that was last week. Uh, last week, maybe you'll saw me. You see me at the comedy <laughs> catch. <laughs> thank you for catching that. I appreciate that. Listen, uh, thank you, Randy Couture. Thank you, Mindy Robinson. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find, <laughs> you can, on top of Randy, you can, you the find, natural you can do. find Mindy on top of Randy. I heart Mindy. I heart Mindy. Thank you, Greg Wilson. Yes, What's I will be at the uh, Comedy Spot in Scottsdale, Arizona, 29th and 30th. Follow me on Twitter at the Greg Wilson. Yes, Randy, where people find you? Yeah, Randy underscore Couture on Twitter. Yes, uh, XC Natch on Instagram and Randy Couture on on uh, Facebook. Cool. And also, I have a Kickstarter campaign that came out uh, today for my uh, movie called Pin the Movie. Uh, please donate. Uh, you will see all kinds of stuff. It's actually. Not Kickstarter, Indiegogo. It's Indie, <laughs> Indiegogo campaign. Can we take that back? Uh, yeah. I have a, no, don't take that back. They have an Indiegogo campaign for Pin the Movie. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's, that's my new thing. So Can I tell I have a funny new web series that I just put on YouTube? Sure. It's called Real Auditions of Hollywood. It's, uh, these are real auditions that actually happened. They're true stories, and they're absolutely ridiculous. You won't believe this shit. Check it out on YouTube, Real Auditions of Hollywood. Thank you guys so much, and have a great week. Take care. All right.